What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Controversy Lab. Where controversy is key. I'm your host, Lakel House. I'm RTJ. All right. Welcome back to Controversy Lab, guys. We have another exciting show for you guys. Um, as always, I want to thank everybody for subscribing to, uh, over to our YouTube page. Um, almost at 800. Almost at 800. Our goal this quarter is to be able to get to 1,000 subs. You know, uh, Hopefully, we can get to 1,000 subs. We can get those watch hours up to 4,000 watch hours. That is our goal yes, for this it, quarter. Yes. So hopefully we can reach that goal. With your support, we'll be able to reach that goal. So we appreciate everybody that's went over there and subscribed, that's reached out to us and shown us love, that has hit us up in the comment section. We appreciate all comments. I'm just tripping how you just took your head way off the frame. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I mean, either either you out of focus or you moving your head off the frame. Oh, man, man. I, Jesus, I, man. I got it to my, my self-van so, so bloom. God. So bloom. Jesus Christ. Oh, man, man. This guy in video. Now I know next time I got to give your ass more headroom because you are terrible. So most of those that know, we do drink on this show. Typically, I have not been drinking the last couple shows because I have finally got back in the gym. And, you know, I don't work out under the influence of alcohol. I like to be sober. I like to work out fasted. So I'm a drinker. <laughs> so by the time we're done drinking today, I'll, <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, I'll be sober enough to get get some uh, some training done. But um, a 2017 red blend. Well, we're not we're not shouting out no wines. No, I, I, I just shout them out. I just said, <laughs> I, this is what we're drinking. We ain't, we ain't shouting nobody out unless they paying us. Yeah. So y'all label will stay backwards. Yeah, they got this. They got the name on the back side. Shit. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> side of the bottle. All oh, right. So to, what are we toasting to? The controversy lab. Another episode. <laughs> Another great show. Another great show. Uh, I feel super feminine toasting. Real fruity. <sighs> Hold up, man. What is the name? I'm a real wine drinker. Let me let it aerate it. <laughs> you buggy, y'all. <laughs> it's decent. Let me guess. This was like fifteen dollars. I don't know anybody. You, shit. <laughs> All right. So, what are you talking about today for the people, man? Uh, uh, today's episode is about Jill Scott. She um, uh, she told a story last year, June twenty sixth, um, about how she went to a bed and breakfast. How she went to a bed and breakfast on a plantation, and um, they took her on a tour around the plantation. And she started noticing, like, the energy. And once the energy hit her, she then realized that this is a plantation where they, they've made a happy spot out of where a lot of black people were treated like shit. Um, when I heard that story, when you said it to me and I, and I heard the story, it basically made me think about, well, that's what America is. Right. America is... It it is is America really is the, the, the what what's the word the epitome of racism? Yeah. Like the corporation itself stands on racism. We uh they all they do is take everything that kind of like is trauma to us and makes it their money money maker. Right. So when she told the story, um, it was, that's just basically what it is. And what I the first thing I did was Google how many. How many how many plantations are actually made to bed and breakfasts? 
I found the I found out that total there's seventeen thousand bed and breakfasts, and somewhere around ten thousand plus are actually plantations. And this is where we go to kind of like get rest and relaxation. Well, I'm not in that week because I don't do bed and breakfast, but I totally get what you're what you're getting at. Now we do bed and breakfasts, but we don't do we do like cabins. Right. So getting into that whole thing, I don't we we don't we don't really jump into. I would be interested to see like the demographics is like how many people actually support these? Are they predominantly white people or predominantly a mixed crowd? I'd be interested to see the, the numbers. It's major. I think because even when we when we have went and stayed in them, we were like the only black couple. Wow, that's crazy. So, because it's not like like black people, you know, black oh, black people don't do that shit. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't be excited about going to a plantation to see. Unless, well, no, no, well like, I, take, I don't do we don't do plantations, but as far as like I don't even do a plantations tours, but as far as like bed and breakfasts, we do regular bed and breakfasts. Right. Well, I'm saying from the perspective of a bed and breakfast, that is an explantation. I'm saying like, oh, I don't yeah. think I know many black people that would be like, oh, let's go sleep at this plantation. The only, the only, for me personally, as a filmmaker, director, writer, the only interest I would have with going to a plantation is if I was shooting a film. Other than that, like I really personally wouldn't really see a purpose to go there. But I, it's interesting because um, someone actually sent me the clip and I saw the clip. Um, and I watched the clip and it's interesting to me because, you know, at first it felt like Jill Scott was narrating, you know, like a novel or a story or something, you know what I mean? And then I researched it and from some of the blog articles I saw, they, they were alluding to the fact that it was actually her past experience from going to a plantation. Um, again, I, I don't know the, vali the, the validity of that. Um, but if that is the case, um, I'm quite surprised that she admitted pissing on the rug. Yeah, that, that kind of, yeah. <laughs> She admitted pissing on the rug, which I wouldn't be surprised if any black person pissed on the rug, if, you know, in a plantation where they're trying to make it seem like it's this great experience and people should come out in troves and support this plantation and continue to invest money into it. Um, but shocker for me, I'm, I'm just surprised that, you know, she would have taken such a tour. Like, I, I personally really don't have an interest in going to plantations, but of course, my opinion doesn't, doesn't speak for the masses. You know well that's one thing i think even for us like and i and i kind of dislike when people say well you know you just got to go for the experience like okay when um you probably haven't done this i don't, well, I don't know i don't know if you've done this the um where martin luther king got shot at memphis yeah i've never been so to actually see there and be there and do that is it's an eerie feeling right and like I think that's things that we sh as a culture should stop because you might have like you might go as you might go and see it at like see it as you know this is something that happened to my community so I want to I want to see exactly where or when it happens but in actuality you're kind of like celebrating his death and how he died right and there that's like saying let you let's like you're cool with it to me that's just to me that's like going down to where George Floyd died at right like, I mean, we, we need to stop doing that. And I think some people look at it like, you know, taking part of history, I guess. I feel like some people might be like, oh, this is, you know, while I'm alive, I want to be a part of history because this is going to go down to history books as the day that, you know, George Floyd passed away. And I want to be a part of that. Maybe they feel like they want to see it so they can tell their grandkids, well, I was there where he got shot. I'm assuming. I don't know. I, um, I, I see that. I see that. But then it goes back into, you know, like they them niggas don't care about anything we killed a guy right here and they're still coming down here and standing and taking pictures and doing all that 
So you know, my, to the my, other cultures, it's like, man, fuck it. Them niggas don't care about themselves, so why should we care about them? I mean, you know, my, my perspectives from a controversial perspective would be that, you know, I don't like seeing that our people can come together when a George Floyd is killed or when, you know, any any person of color, and I fucking hate that word, but but any any black person, hate that word too, but any person of African-American descent or so-called black, anytime one of our people gets murdered and killed, that's the only time you see black people rallying together. Now, I'm not saying I have a problem with seeing them rally for a positive cause. What I'm saying is I, what I'm saying is I hate that that's the only reason why we come together to rally for a cause. Like, my thing is, what if black people came together to rally for a cause like that to support each other's businesses? Or what if black people came together like that anytime we wanted to build our community? Why does it only have to be when somebody else does something to our race, we'll rally together then, but then we'll turn around and turn on each other as soon as the, the issue is over. Once we get the verdict, it's back to nigga this, nigga that, fuck you. And We're only taught to support each other, each other in trauma. Right. So when it's no, there's no trauma going on, that's not... that's. That's not sending a signal to me saying that you need help. Like even though you have you have your own business, that's not telling me that you need help, even though you do need help. But when trauma happens, then it's oh he needs help, he needs hug because that's what Jesus told us to do. So I don't, Jesus but, never told us to, and I'm just saying Jesus, as, I'm just saying religion as as in you know an example. But right. we were never told to support each other in time of good. I mean, I, I challenge that stance because I feel like I don't even think that's what it is. I think it really boils down to just real, real deep rooted self hate. Like we really subconsciously hate that's the image. We hate the image of black. We we hate the image of our brothers. We hate the image of our sisters, even our music. Like the music that rappers make, they degrade our women. Talk about our women. Have a woman dressing half naked, and for a black woman to come make money on. The, the wave that you're on as far as music, she has to be half naked. She has to be playing a role of being a hoe. Like this, it, but this kind of music sells and it sells for a reason. It sells because that's what black people are investing in. And by large, there people don't like to hear, but there's more white people that invest in black music than we do. Because we're their entertainment. Exactly. When you go to these concerts, you see these artists, you look at their concerts, look out in the crowd. It's 90% white people. I was looking at the DMX video and I noticed how like it was when you watch the video, it was it was him and like a lot of white people, and the only other black guy I saw that was there was like security guard. Right. So we're we're really their we're really their entertainment, and when it comes to like, and this goes back to the agent agent hate crime thing that we talked about. When it goes to that, we can't we can't say anything negative about another culture in our music. But other culture, but we can say stuff about ourselves being negative in our music, and it does get it doesn't bother anybody. Right. So that's my thing on that, and, I, and and we needed we needed like you, we need to find a way to get out of that being entertained by that. Yeah, you know, by large, black people are more competitive with each other than we are supportive. Um, even if you look at the system itself, like you have more black women that are attacking black men, just more than any other race outside of our own. You know what I mean? In a negative way. You know, be it in a judicial system or not in the judicial system. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it, it really is like we have more respect for other nationalities and other races than we have for each other. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like when we come together for like traumatic experiences. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful to see. But like I said, I would love to see it take a step further than that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and people to start come together kind of like we have Black Wall Street, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, now it's a situation we have people touring 
plantations and turn the plantations into bed and breakfasts, which is crazy because I would have never even imagined this was even a thing until Jill Scott brought it out. You know, I never even heard about it. I never even knew they had bed and breakfasts where you can go and stay at a plantation and sleep there with your family and wake up and eat some good old fashioned slave food. And it just never dawned on me. But it just yeah. never dawned on me that I thought that these plantations would have been run down and and you know just take like demolished. You know what I mean? But it's a good thing from the perspective of me as a filmmaker because now I know that I could potentially use some of these plantations to shoot films. But at the end of the day, like they are they are considered historical landmarks, but to kind of set them up as this place where you can stay and eat and just soak it all up. How would you feel if your your kids um, came home with a permission slip for a field trip and said that their school wanted to take them to stay at a bed and breakfast plantation? They ain't going to school that day. <laughs> we, we already, um, we, we had, um, it was Black History Month. Um, and the first day of Black History Month, my son's school, the first thing, they, their first essay they wanted him to write was about George Washington. On Black History Month, February 1st, I simply sent the letter back saying, this is a bullshit. This is totally racist. How do you send a report home say, saying Black History Month and then you want him to write about one of the biggest slave owners ever? What was the response from the school? There wasn't no response. Was, I'm dead serious. There wasn't no response. So it's, it's Did like, he get a zero for that project? Um... It was it was fourth grade. No, th uh, he's in fourth grade now. Um, I think it was second and third grade. I don't know. I, but second and third grade, we really don't look at this test scores. All mm. S's and A's and shit. Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, but, and that's just that's just like we 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 monopolize monopolize off of our trauma, and everybody does, and we need to get out of the habit of supporting that as a culture. Yeah. So I don't do plantation tours. I don't do. When I was a kid, it took us to a plantation. Not a plantation. When I was a kid, it took us to a cotton field. And all the kids got to go outside and pick cotton. i never forget. I heard about that. I came home with a bag full of cotton. I was like, Mom, look. And she was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, it's cotton. She said, I know it's cotton. Where the fuck did you, <laughs> did get, you get it from? It? <laughs> and it was like, oh, they took us to this real big field with all these nice plants. She was like, wait, wait. They took you to a field with plants. I said, yes. And then you open up the plants and it's cotton balls. And we picked out the cotton balls. And I never understood why my, I've never seen my mom that mad in my entire life. Yes. She was livid. She fucking called the school. She was cussing. She was yelling. And she was like, have my motherfucking kid out there picking no motherfucking cotton. I was like, mom, what's the issue? I'm like, we had fun. And she just started ignoring me because I was like so excited about having fun. And she would just, she just ignored me. She was pissed. That's, and now, now that I'm older, right? And now that I understand, because back then I didn't understand. I was a kid. I think I was like five, four, that was very, very young. And I didn't understand. But now as an adult, it's like, what do you, how do you take that when your kid comes home with a bag full of cotton? Where the fuck you get this cotton from? Oh, they, they, they took me to a field and had me picking cotton. Like, like, what would your response be like as an adult now if your kid came home with a bag full of cotton? We better go shut some shit down. <laughs> we really better go shut some shit down because that's, that's ridiculous. It's, but that's what the school system actually, that's where our school system actually you know, again, teaches us. You have, we have to be taught. That's kind of like a stay in line thing. Right. Like, and they're trying to make our trauma happy. Um, they, that's why they removed slaves and made them indentured servants, I think. Servants. Um, they, they called them workers. Uh, they took out slaves and made uh, free workers or something like that. Yeah, and, and, and like. For, for, the, for those of you that don't know, we're talking about how they changed the uh, school books. 
they changed up the textbooks and they changed up the dialogue inside the book. They changed up the context from they removed slaves and changed it to like uh, free workers or something like that. And a lot of people were upset with the board. Like, how dare you take out the term slave and try to make it seem like our trauma doesn't exist. You're trying to erase slavery from the history of America. But you will be so sensitive to the Jewish people. You'll be sensitive to... Um, um, who else is the the Amish people? Yeah. You're sensitive to those people that match your skin color. However, when you when you've come and you've dominated a culture of melanated people, you don't want to be sensitive to that. You just want to cover that, sweep that shit up under the rug. Right. It's, I don't it's, like that. It's kind of like um, we'll say this and we'll close out. Kind of like um, Joe Biden, like he's he's really trying to, I guess, wash away his shameful activities and atrocities in the past towards blacks because now he's really got on his high horse and he's really been trying to push the senate to pass a new bill for police reform for the african-american community because of what happened to george floyd and he's really really pushing the senate saying hey let's get something passed and let's let's jump on this like y'all need to like make something happen which is ironic because you have the president that has to beg and push the senate to get something passed for black people because of what happened to george floyd but we can get a fucking asian hate crime bill passed across the floor you know, for something to happen to nobody. For for seventy four to seventy four to one. Ninety four. I'm sorry, my bad. It was ninety four to one. <laughs> ninety four, yeah. Ninety four to one vote. Only one senator was against it. And the reason why he said he was against it, he said because it it made it too broad. He was like, it's so broad that there's a lot of people that can get into an argument, perhaps with an Asian person. He tried to dub it as a hate crime, and he was like, it. it he didn't really agree with it from the stance of, you know just general right and wrong because some laws are so broad that if you start to read certain laws, there are certain things that are, that just get engulfed by laws that in a lot of times, a lot of times I feel like doesn't necessarily apply to the law itself. It could be something innocent that doesn't necessarily apply to the law, but someone can fall into that law and can have the law enforced upon them because it's so broad. I feel like a lot of our laws need to be laser focused and specifically speaking of speaking about if it's this and this is the context behind it. This is, the subtlety behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even like, and I'll say, we finna say something before it no, goes go ahead. No, but I'll even say, um, with that being said, we'll see what Senate do, the Senate does. I mean, is, is the Senate going to step up and say, you know what? You're right. <laughs> we passed the bill for the Asians. So we're definitely going to take care of the blackies. You know, we'll, we'll they're see not, what happens. Yeah, they're not going to say, the, like I said, it's going to be a police reform, but it's going to include everybody. Right. So, and I, I really, I'm, 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 a general I'm, police I'm, reform, which is why I said that, why did this Asian, <laughs> why did this Asian hate crime bill was not a more inclusive hate crime bill that included blacks, uh, Latins, like Latin Americans, like the whole minority group. Why, why didn't it include all minorities? Why is it just specific only to the Asian community? Oh, shit. It could go to the, um, because the Asian community is backed by Asia. And that's where we get a lot of stuff from. Well, they were trying to say because it is a direct spinoff of the COVID-19 virus. And it's like, oh, it's a COVID-19 hate crime bill. Specifically for the Asians. Whatever. But anyway... Yeah. That's all we got for today for Controversy Lab. We appreciate you guys. Oh, shit. Already. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> but that's all we got. But that's all we got for Controversy Lab today. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, Follow us on all social media apps. Uh, like, Matter of fact, you're doing, you're doing the close out today. It's all you, brother. You got it. Take it away. <laughs> Take it away. Like, subscribe. You know, leave a comment in the comment section. Tell us what you think. Um, Tell us what you, what you what plantations you have visited. Tell us about your childhood traumas about being a slave and what all and this and that. I ain't got nothing. I ain't good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Controversy out. <laughs> Let me pick it up for him. <laughs>
Watch me work. My job is controversial. <laughs> Watch me work. Thank you guys for tuning in for Controversial Lab. We appreciate everyone for coming to support us. If you guys have ever, like my partner has said, you guys ever experienced childhood trauma in your adolescence, be sure to hit us up in the comment section below. Let us know what you've gone through, what you've experienced. If you have any stories you'd like to share, we'd love to read them. We'd love to hear them. If you guys have not subscribed to us over YouTube, please feel free to go over to YouTube. Subscribe to us there. Hit the notification bell so you stay up to date about all the videos that we're dropping. And tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Help us get to 1,000 subs. We'd greatly appreciate it. Help us get those 4,000 watch hours up. If you can, share our videos if you find them intriguing. If you don't find our videos intriguing, be sure to let us know in the comment section below how we can make our videos better, how we can make our content better because we're doing this for you people. Yeah. All right. And with that said, yeah. that's a wrap. Controversy out.